đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you Welcome to week episode of Team Cat Home My Radio today. Happy Friday, everyone. Hope you guys are staying safe. Um, there was a storm outside ju- um, today, and I'm hoping that everybody's power didn't get knocked out. Um, certainly, I did. I uh, got my power knocked out, but power's up, so at least now I'm doing this podcast for you guys. Make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. And let's get into it. So... High-profile national security trials of Hong Kong Democrats to begin after Lunar New Year, courts reviews. The high-profile national security trial of 18 Hong Kong pro-democracy figures who have pled not guilty to alleged conspiracy to commit subversion is expected to begin after Lunar New Year, almost two years after they were charged, a court has said. The tentative trial date was unveiled to the, in the High Court on Tuesday, when defendants Andrew Chiu, Tiffany Yuan, and Choi Ji King appeared before a three-judge panel to discuss matters linked to their mitigation and sentence <clears throat> and sentencing in the, in the case against 47 well-known politicians and activists. The three former district councils are amongst the 29 defendants who pleaded guilty in due <clears throat> to their involvement in the unofficial primary, uh, unofficial primary legislative primary polls held in July 2020. The primaries aim to help the pro-democracy camp select candidates for an upcoming le- legislative elections and secure a majority in the legislature. <laughs> the Democrats were, were said to have intended to abuse their powers, quote-unquote, as lawmakers to veto budget bills, paralyze government's operations, and eventually force the chief executive to resign if they were successful. I mean, isn't that what legislators supposed to be? Then what's the point of having legislator have a legislative council if you if you're gonna not veto any bills? Chu Yen and Choi on Tuesday indicated their preferred sentencing timeline before it designates national security judge Andrew Chan, Wilson Chan, and Johnny Chan. Might as well call him Triple Chan. Persecute Betty Fu, <clears throat> who appeared for the Department of Justice for the first time in the case against the 47 Democrats. Says an agreement that has been <clears throat> that has been reached with Chiu's lawyers that his clients said to be one of the organizers of the primaries will face penalty after the trial up to 18 Democrats who have denied the charge. Yun and Choi, on the other hand, told the court that they wanted to be sentenced as soon as possible before the trial. Representing Yuan, senior counsel Nigel Cat said <clears throat> nobody knew when the trial would take would take place, and there was a risk of serious injustice if his client was kept in prison indefinitely. Judge Andrew Chan responded by saying the trial could commence next year after the Lunar New Year, which falls from January 22nd to 25th, if all parties were ready with persecutors estimating that would last for 55 days. The, ca- the case, the, na- the, case national, the city's largest national security one to date, which was widely report, reported by local international and international media, would hopefully conclude before the next summer, the judge added. A February trial would mark two, almost two years after the authorities officially pressed charges against 47 Democrats. Most of them had been detained for more than 20 months after being, being denied bail on national security grounds, following a four-day marathon bail hearings in March last year. Bail applications in national security cases have to go through a stricter assessment. Judge, judges can consider not only the defense risk of absconding or obstructing justice, but also whether there are sufficient grounds for believing they will not continue to commit acts endangering national security. At present, 13 defendants have managed to receive bail pending trial. In April, High Court Judge Esther Cho expressed concerns over a long delays in the proceedings brought, being brought to trial. The Law Society of Hong Kong also raised concerns over the delays in bringing detained defendants to trial 
in cases relating to national security and public order. Senior Counsel Cat on Tuesday requested a separate hearing to argue whether the three-judge panel before him has jurisdictions admitting out punishments for the Democrats who have pled guilty. <laughs> the, def- the lawyers pointed to Section 32 of the High Court Ordinance, which say that every proceeding in the court of first instance shall be heard and determined by a single judge. The provisions also stipulates that the Chief Justice may have may issue a direction to allow two or more judges to preside over a proceeding in the court of the first instance. Yen also wanted to dispute the legal scope of the conspiracy charge, as she did not agree with some accusations stated by the prosecution, Cass said. But the judge said the issues was linked to the relevance of certain facts in sentencing Yuan, which would be which could be dealt with during the mitigation stage, and did not did not want did not warrant a separate hearing. The one the one third discount is only given to defense who who show remorse and save the court's time and resources. Said Chan, Andrew Chan, and that cat may consider consider preparing a different set of summary of of facts for the prosecutors to consider in order to come up with a version that could agree by both sides. The court will hear Kat's arguments on the jurisdiction of the three-judge bench on November 28th. Unlike most trials in the common law system, the 47 Democrats case will not be tried by a jury, but but by three-judge after Secretary for Justice Paul Lamb cited involvement of foreign elements in the case in August as a reason for departing from a jury trial. He also cited concerns over a personal safety of jurors and their family members and a risk of perverting courses of justice if a trial is conducted with jury, which kind of ma- which really doesn't make any sense because that's that is the reason why people have the choice. That is the reason why people have the choice to able to when you have a jury, people know if they're guilty or not. You want them give the power because if you remove it, you the more you have no power, the more the people have no power. Because it's all returned into a communist style panel that no one really wants to be in, be involved in. It's almost like a trumped up charge kind of thing that the government's gonna be doing. And this person, why? Keep political neutrality in civil service code. Hong Kong's ex leader says, but government workers must be patriotic, which makes no sense. If you're patriotic. But at the same time, you have to keep political neutrality. What is that supposed to mean? Does it also mean love the country, love the city, but not the government? Or love the government and forget about the country and forget about anything else? Kind of makes no sense, right? Former Hong Kong's chief executive, Lin Chen Ying, has expressed his approval of, government, of the government's plan to remove a reference to political neutrality from the code of conduct from civil service. Lung, however, said that all government employees must be patriotic. I mean, aren't they already patriotic? Not to the Communist Party, you're not. <laughs> the ex-leader said the requirements for civil servants to be politi- politically neutral was very clear and should not be changed in a Facebook post on Tuesday. Abandoning the expression would only give ammunition to people who opposed us, he said. <laughs> Lung added, however, that Politically neutral civil servants must be patriotic. Just like politically appointed officials, he said, referring to those at highest branches of the of governments in Hong Kong, political neutral civil servants must be patriotic and be loyal to the country. <laughs> mean loyal to the country and not loyal to the Communist Party? Okay, I understand that. Okay, okay, I understand that. Just, just, just see why Lung is a moron, okay? Lung also offered his own definition of political neutrality for government workers. Tell me. I want to know what this bright brain bulb can tell me. It means that civil servants cannot re- reject a task from supervisors based on their political beliefs or only complying appearances. It's that simple, he said. Oh, so it means that you, you, you're basically the puppet. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Huh? Okay, cool, cool, cool. You're being the puppet. That moron can't even understand it. Does, does he not know what politically neutral is? I'm pretty sure you guys can look it up yourself, and I'm pretty sure you can tell a better a better definition than this moron, than this psycho. The former chief executive of Commons came after authorities announced last week that the term political neutrality would be dropped from civil service code of conduct, which is stupid in my opinion. Addressing lawmakers at the Legislative Council last Tuesday, Secretary for for the, for the Civil Service Ingrid Young 
said the government would be updating the code of conduct for civil servants. Events of recent years and the international situations today shows the importance of patriots in mistering Hong Kong. Therefore, civil ser- the civil servants code of conduct should be updated to reflect the core values that civil servants shall have, he, she said. Should have, she said. In the new code, we will no longer use the term political neutrality. You know, uh, we will explain clearly that civil servants should not be biased or affected by their political orientation. What if this thing is not right and you just don't want to support or something and you you get thrown out or something? The civil servants code of conduct was implemented in 2009. I think it was around like Donald Young's time. Was implemented in nine at that time. The code states that civil servants are required to uphold six core values, among them political neutrality, commitment to the rule of law, and dedication, professionalism, and diligence. At least what Donald Young gave out was at least decent enough. Not the best, at least decent enough. Young addressed to at the Legislative Council was her, was her first to lawmaker since Chief Executive John Lee's presented his first policy address as Hong Kong's leader last month. She reiterated some of the points she, Lee outlined, including the including the introductions of new reward and punishment mechanisms starting the second half of next year. Awards will be handed out every three three to six months to pu- to pu- publicly praise individuals and teams' model behavior, she said. <laughs> On the other hand, we must also have appropriate punishments. We will straighten the management of the civil servants who work performance is not satisfactory, you know said. I mean that they would they that they would let it be let go if the performance is not improved. Hong Kong employs around one hundred and seventy five thousand civil servants work across government departments. The city has recently seen an uptick in resignation among civil servants, with a number of people leaving the post doubling from previous years. Cause they don't wanna they don't wanna live in this they don't wanna work in this garbage place, which is the government itself. When they fail to acknowledge you, you don't want to work with them. COVID-19. Hong Kong courts rejects bid to challenge legal amendment, which invalidates jab exemption certificates. A Hong Kong court has rejected an attempt to challenge the, challenge the government's amendments of COVID-19 law, a move which authorized the health minister to void around 20,000 vaccination exemption certificates days after the after the same court ruled that he has no right to do so. Justice Russell Coleman of the High Court on Thursday refused to grant it several um, litigants to King leaves, uh, leave to apply for a judicial review of the amendment. Kwok argued there was no appeal mechanism for those who accept who who uh, for those whose exemption certificates were invalidated under the revised prevention and control of disease vaccine path regulations. The legislation was amended last week to empower Secretary for Health Law Chumo to declare, declare, invalid, declare invalid the jab exemption certificates issued by certain doctors. <laughs> the move came less than a week after Coleman wrote in favor of Kwok in his first judicial review over the issues. The judge said at the time that the government had no power to annual to annual the certificates issued by seven doctors to allegedly hand him out without conducting proper medical consultation. <laughs> In his written judgment on Thursday on on Kwok's second applications, Coleman said the government had decided not to appeal against his previous ruling and when which he took as an acceptance of it of it. That acceptance might be seen as an example of the rule of law in action in Hong Kong, he wrote. The judge cited some remarks which described the legislative amendment move as closing the loophole, which he said was not really apt. The phrase loophole may suggest that the legislature has intended to give health ministers to pa- minister power to invalidate the jab exemption certificates, but somehow failed to do so. To, to, to do so, he said. And in his previous judgment, however, was opposite finding that the legislature did not intend to give such powers to the officials. The amendments may have may have emerged due to unforeseen circumstances, Coleman wrote, saying the government might have simply changed its mind. The change in circumstances would also include the understandable wish of authorities to punish those who could be proved to have abused the medical exemption certificate system, he said. 
though amending CAP 599L would not be necessary to achieve that, as demonstrated by the already issued criminal charge and potential professional misconduct charges, the, ju- the judgment read. In rejecting Kwok's attempt to challenge the amendment, Coleman said the applicants misunderstood the revised legislation if he meant that the affected, the affected certificates holder could not regain exemption from the vaccine pass requirement. While there was no expressed provisions in the amended, amended legislation for the, for the public to appeal or overturn the invalidations of the exemption proof, there were means for them to be excused from receiving a COVID-19 jab, including using a transitional certificate issued by the health, minister, health chief. There is no absolute bar prohibiting the affected, the affected medical exemption certificates holder from gaining exemption from the vaccine pass requirements, the judge wrote. Kwok dubbed the King of Judicial Reviews, also cited a mainland Chinese news report to say that it was illegal or unreasonable to restrict access to particular premises based on vaccine status. His claim was dismissed by Coleman as a wholesome attack on the legislation and on the vaccine pass without a direction or of particularization. The vaccine pass scheme served as a legitimate aim of safeguard public health, the judge said, adding that it would boost vaccine rates and reduce cases of death and severe symptoms. Chief Executive John Lee has cited the government's defeat in the judicial review case when rebutting, when rebutting claims that the cities had no human rights. During an interview with TVB aired last month, Lee said he must condemn a foreign media outlet without naming them after they claimed that Hong Kong stories was suppressing free speech. Isn't that true though? We, had, we just had a case in which a government has been, had, was being sued and now lost. Hong Kong has no human rights? That's impossible, Lee said. Even though there is, that's just one case. There's more than just that. By Tuesday this week, Lee was citing, citing the government's decision to change the law following the legal defeat as being a strong example of the rule of law. He claimed a question from the Hong Kong Free Press, which one of their um, their um, head editor-in-chief came to do the question and answering, about concerns over the rule of law was misleading. The judgment indicates that, well, there is a gap which needs to be filled, and therefore, according to the judgment, we take action fill, fill that gap to ensure the actions we take has a strong legal basis, he said, and that the public health must be protected and speedily and efficiently, he said during a weekly press conference. So far, pol- police have arrested 39 people, 6 doctors, six clinics, six, um, 7 clinic staff members, and 26 patients in connection with the allegedly false exemption proof. One doctor is currently wanted by the force. Their alleged, their alleged offenses including making a false instrument, conspiracy to fraud, and access to a computer without with a dishonest intent. This is this is why it fails so much when when you try to put this thing in. Not my lawyer, but I feel there needs to be more more strength that these people are doing. Cause it would have been better actually in my opinion. That would have been much more stronger than anything else. Don't bet against China and Hong Kong's, and don't read too much foreign news, top Chinese regulators telling, telling banking summits. Do not read too much international media and do not bet against, against China and, and Hong Kong. A top Chinese regulator told attendees at a global banking summit in Hong Kong on Wednesday. Feng Xinghai, vice chairperson of the Chinese Securities Regulatory Commission, Address attendees at the go- of the Global Financial Leaders Investment Summit via video recording as the event kicked off. Outside the Four Seasons Hotel, where some 200 officials and finance executives had gathered, severe tropical storm Nage near the city. Fang, speaking in English in the video, urged investors to find out what's really going on in China and avert intention of our government by them by themselves. He told summit attendees not to read too much of these international media and said that some international investors read too much overseas media reports of Chinese events. Because a lot of media reports, they don't understand China very well. Hmm. 
and they have a short-term focus, said Fang, who told bankers not to bet against China and Hong Kong. In a separate discussion, Mark Carney, ex-governor of the Bank of Canada and Bank of England, and now vice chair of the Brooksfield Asset Management, said that he would like to commend the international media. And I believe what I read in the international media, said Carney, when answering a question about the UK economy. The summer was hailed by the government as a sign of China return up the city's return to normalcy after years of COVID-19 restrictions and resulting, resulting isolation. Chief Executive John Lee, in a speech on Wednesday, told investors that Hong Kong was still the only place in the world where global advancement, global advantage, and China advantage can come together in a single city, and that the city was in replaceable connections between China and the rest of the world. Chief Executive also attempted to reassure bankers about the strength of the, uh, the strength of the city's economy amidst the COVID nineteen pandemic. <laughs> Hong Kong always bounces back better than ever. We have full confidence in tenacity, in its tenacity and its future. We are already seeing an encouraging rebound as we continue to live our COVID nineteen restrictions. Unlike our rivals in Hong Kong, some guests have been permitted to eat in private dining rooms. Uh, now, restaurants and to enter some premises under COVID, under the COVID nineteen vaccine pass scheme, the, Mon- the Hong Kong Monetary Authority announced ahead of the summit. Should any should any t- attendees t- tested positive for COVID nineteen during their stay, instead of going t- into a seven day quarantine, they are allowed to to leave Hong Kong on a private jet. Huh, rich morons. Under the city's COVID nineteen regulations. Incoming travelers have to undergo, undergo three days of medical surveillance after they arrive, where they are not allowed to eat, allowed to eat in restaurants, visit bars, or go to any premises under the vaccine pass. <sighs> the meeting on Wednesday also saw guests, including Lee, not wearing face masks. But huh, of course, Hong Kong Financial Secretary Paul Chan, however, was wearing that was wearing a mask. As he recently contracted contracted COVID nineteen while on a business trip in Saudi Arabia, health authorities allow him to attend the summit after after ruling that he he was recovered he had, he was a recovered case, but say he would not be dining with our attendees. Hong Kong report reported four thousand seven hundred and nine new COVID nineteen infections and eight deaths on Wednesday. The city has recorded almost one point ninety three one point ninety three million cases. And ten thousand four hundred eighteen deaths since the beginning of the pandemic two over two years ago. <laughs> you see what many pro democracy people warn about. Can you see why they warn about this stuff? But the government doesn't want to listen, didn't it? They just want money to pour in. <laughs> That's all they want: money, 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 and more money. Canada's public broadcaster CBC shuts China's bureau, citing lack of visa. I don't know why you need a visa. I don't know why would you want a visa to go to China in the first place. <laughs> Canada's public broadcaster said it has closed its China news bureau. Who can blame? Who can I blame them? For more than for more than forty years of operating in the sit in the country, saying the journalist's repeat request for a work visa has been ignored. CBC news editor in chief. Brody, Brody Finland wrote in a blog post on Wednesday that the China the China's correspondence for the French language counterpart Radio Canada had not received a visa since applying in October 2020. <laughs> Despite numerous exchanges with the Chinese consulate in Montreal, the and requests for meetings over the last two years, there is still no visa. Finland wrote, "Closing the Beijing bureau is the last thing we want to do, but our hands has been forced." CBC's closure of China's news bureau follows the mass expulsion of over dozens of journalists from American media outlets in March 2020 in a in a U.S. China tit for tat after the after which it was increasingly difficult for reporters to obtain Chinese visas. Since 2020, the number of new foreign correspondence visas dried up dramatically, with wait times for a new one typically lasting several months. Beijing cites pandemic border controls for the delays in awarding new visas. Independent Chinese media outlet is virtually non-existent due to local regulations, leaving foreign journalists to report on sensitive topics under difficult conditions.
<laughs> foreign media journalists regularly encounter state harassment and surveillance in their reporting activities, as well as denial of access to official events. <laughs> as the number of journalists forced out of the of the Chinese state grows grows due to excessive intimidation or outright expulsions covering China is increasingly becoming an exercise in remote reporting, the Foreign Correspondent Club of China said in its 2022 report. CBC's last Beijing, course, last Beijing correspondent, Sasa Petrick, returned to Canada after China locked down over the COVID-19 pandemic. And broadcasters have only been able to return once for the February 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing, the note said. For the next two years, CB- the, CBS- the CBS and Radio Canada correspondents F- Philippe LeBlanc will instead work from Taiwan, Finland said. We hope China will someday open up again to our journalists, he wrote. Oh, please don't go back there. <laughs> China ranked 175 out of the 180 country in Reports Without Borders 2022 Media Freedom Index. Well, you know freedom, their Freedom Index is so low, you don't even want to stay there, you don't even want to deal with them. It's awful, because their freaking intimid- intimidation is, is full of hell there. <laughs> Evictions of historic Hong Kong Mahjong title shop halted as government considered construction plans. The historic hand-carved Mahjong tile store in Hong Kong is to continue operating until further notice. After after the stairwell store was said to be an unauthorized building work and was a and was a one a one month evictions order in September. Buki Mahjong, one of the one of the city's last remaining shops producing and selling artisan game tiles, may retain its decades-old store in Jordan. For now, for now, pending discussion with the building department, the shop said on a face on Facebook on Monday. Monday was originally the deadline for Buki to move out to move out of its current locations at the foot of the Tonglao Tenant Building, opposite the busy Temple Street Night Market. The government informed the, sh- the shopkeepers and third and third generation craftsman Cheng Shum King. In, in late September, that the stairwell shop was in breach of a building standard and has to be removed. What? The building department will consider construction plans posed by Bill Key's landlord to see if the shop would, could remain. Bill Key said on Facebook that the shop would, content, would do its best to accommodate any building works in the future and would operate as usual until Furnosa says. Thank you again for your support and encouragement. We wish to bring you on some, some good news in the future, Buki wrote on Facebook. Hong Kong Press have reached out to the building's department for comment. In 2014, Mahjong tile making, making was listed as one of the 480 items in the, in the first intangible cultural heritage list, which identifies crafts, practices, and customs to, that should be safeguarded. Chung, who is in the 70s and has been carving mahjong tiles for more than 50 years, told Hong Kong Press last month that he hoped the authorities could handle the case with discretion and allow him to continue running the shop at the current site in order to delay the dying of the craft. I've never thought about retiring. I would be more than happy to keep on working for 10 more years. This guy has guts, and I love that. I love, I love it. <laughs> this guy has guts, and I love people have guts, man. And speak now. Speaking of the uh, <laughs> speaking of the uh, Paul Chan visits, COVID nineteen finance finance chief Paul Chan tested positive on return to Hong Kong, but our quarantine government said, "Yeah, has it fair?" The answer is not. Financial Secretary Paul Chan tested positive for COVID nineteen when he returned from Saudi Arabia for a high level conference. Intended to stress Hong Kong's recovery from the pandemic, but was not required to quarantine the government, said late Fet Wait Wednesday. Chen, who has tested positive in Saudi Arabia, arrived in Hong Kong on Tuesday evening and was declared a recovered case by local media authorities, who did not disclose his positive um, polymerasis chain reaction, which is also called PCR, test on arrival. 
he was deemed not to be not contagious and was ordered, was not ordered to isolate, which makes no sense. One case is enough for everyone to be isolated. But for him, no, let's not isolate him. Yeah, is that fair? The, the minister attended a major banking summit and gave a speech with his mask off on Wednesday. Yeah, great job, get someone sick, you moron. <laughs> Chen replaced his mask when he was back in the audience, but most of the guests did not wear one. Food and drinks were served at the table. The minister gave another speech on the second day of the summit on Thursday morning. Meeting the press after the morning sessions of the summit, Chen said he was not giving any special treatments regarding COVID-19 test, COVID testing and quarantine policy, and that he had declared his infections on an electronic form, form prior to boarding a plane back to Hong Kong. The health authorities looked at my PCR test result, take into consideration the details of my health declarations, also take into consideration the fact that they did not have any symptoms on arrival, and then they finally decide this is a case of recovery, similar to other 400 cases that they have handled before. <laughs> so the treatments I have, have, have been given was the same as anyone. There is no particular privileges at all. It's not clear if Chen took a commercial flight or a private jet to Hong Kong. They reach out to his office for comments. Yeah, I don't think they should answer it back. <laughs> Respond to media inquiries about Chen's PCR test result. The government issued a issued a press statement at eleven twenty nine p.m. on Wednesday. However, the actual cycle threshold CT value was still missing. A high CT value means that means a low viral load, meaning a person is less infection infectious. <laughs> the result was positive with CT value within the value within the range of the above mentioned recovered cases. The Center, the Center for Health Protection evaluated his health declarations records and PCR test results in accordance with established procedures and examined his clinical situation, showing he was astroplomatic and had obtained a negative result of RAT prior to, prior to boarding, the statement said. The CHP determined that it was a recovered case, isolation, and red codes were not issued. <laughs> Returning the Global Financial Leaves Investment Summit, Chen would not take part in the meals as a as a prudent measure. These statements said that doesn't that doesn't add up anything though. The government said that from late September to November November first, there were forty five inbound travelers who have been infected within three months prior to the to arrival and tested. And tested PCR positive, they were also regarded as recovered, and were not given isolation orders or a red code under the vaccine pass scheme. <laughs> Hong Kong report has reported 1.9 million COVID-19 cases and 10,410 related cases since the since the pandemic began. Yeah, what kind of privileges that they they had? Yeah, we don't get privileges like that. No. You got all the privileges you need. Yeah, we don't need any privileges. <laughs> it makes me laugh. It makes me cry. I don't know which one should I do. Hong Kong Justice Department appeals against court decision to let UK lawyer represents media tycoon Jimmy Lai. Hong Kong Department of Justice had appealed against a had appealed against a court decision to let a US, UK barrister represent media tycoon Jimmy Lai in his high up, upcoming high-profile national security trial. High Court Judge Jeremy Poon last month granted an application despite prosecution objections to allow King's counsel Timothy Owens <laughs> to represent Lai at the, at, the ske- at the trial scheduled to begin in December, saying it was clearly in the public interest. Because it is. King's counsel are equivalent to the senior counsels in Hong Kong and require permission to be allowed to represent his clients in the city's court. The appeal was dated October 27th. Apple Day's founder faces three national security charges, two counts of conspiracy to collude with foreign countries or external elements, and one count of collusion with foreign forces. He is also accused of one sedition offense, conspiracy to print, publish, sell, or offer sale, distribute, display, and or reproduce seditious publications. Collusion with foreign forces carries a maximum penalty to up life imprisonment. Owens did not did not have or profess to 
expertise, expertise or experiences and issues concerning constructions of, of, or applications of, national, of the security law and national security offenses, wrote Senior Counsel Benjamin Yu in the applications filed on behalf of the Department of Justice last week. You also said that June that Putin erred in his consideration for ruling that Owens would undoubtedly add a significant dimensions in the case because of its undisputed expertise and the experience as a specialist in criminal and human rights laws. <laughs> in the circumstances, Timothy Owens is, is not shown to be able to able to add a significant dimension to the case or its jurisprudence on the interpretations of, or applications of the national security law and sedition offense, you wrote. The Department of Justice also said that there was a substantial experience within the Hong Kong bar to to handle issues around the constitutionality of the sedition law. And the fact that there was a challenge to the constitutionality did not, add, did not justify the ad hoc admission of Owens. Possibility that the legal issues arising from the case might end up in the court of appeal or final appeal should, should have not been relevant in certain considerations, wrote you. The 74-year-old has been reprimanded in custody since December 2020. He has since been sentenced, sentenced to prison over protest-related cases. Six of our defendants in the national security, six friends in the national security and station cases who are former employees of Apple Daily or its parent company, Next Digital, pleaded guilty. For correction from the article itself, owing to the editing error, the previous version of this article said that the right was filed on October 22nd. The right was later dated October 27th. Okay, at least now you got um, you get the idea of what it is. But that doesn't. But for me, it doesn't justify why they do this because, well. They're scared of the government, so they can do whatever they want. So, how about the rest of you are Democrat? Are they gonna put? How about the rest of you are changes to plead guilty? We'll explain more after the break. Welcome back. Hong Kong activist changes pleas to guilty in national security cases against forty-seven Democrats. A Hong Kong activist charged with conspiracy to commit subversion has changed his plea to guilty in the city's largest national security cases against. 47 pro-democracy figures. Former district counselor Mgin Wai told a three-judge panel at the high court on Thursday that he would plead guilty after he originally indicated that indicated he would deny charge in a committal proceeding handled by the high handled by the lower court on in June. Represent, representative Yansu Si told said her clients read the summary of facts prepared by the prosecution and agreed to the allegations on October 6th. She also confirmed that his plea was unquivocal. The former Yunlong District Council member is amongst the 47 well-known politicians and, pers- and activists persecuted over their involvement in an unofficial primary, unofficial legislative primary, primary polls held in July 2020. The primaries aim to to help the pro-democracy camp select candidates for an upcoming legislative council election, which is later postponed, and secure a majority in the legislature. Democrats were said to have intended have to have secure a majority to boost their quote-unquote power as lawmakers to veto bills, paralyze government operations, and eventually force the chief executive to resign. I don't think it's I don't think that's, that's not, I don't consider that to be subversion though. Authorities later postponed the election, signing the COVID-19 COVID pandemic. It was eventually held under a revamp, pro, a patriot-only political system ordered by Beijing, which made it much harder for pro-democracy candidates to stand. His plea on Thursday brought the total number of Democrats who have pled guilty to 30, including former law professor Benny Tai and prominent activist Joshua Wong. The remaining 17 defendants are expected to stand trial for 55 days following the Lunar New Year. Following the Lunar New Year in late January next year, the court reveals on Tuesday. <laughs> was neutral into its mitigation and sentencing timeline, Ted said. His co-defendants, ex-chairwoman of the Hong Kong Confederation of Trade Union, Carol Ng, and former district counselor Roy Tam, on the other hand, said they wanted to be sentenced before the trial of the 17 Democrats. 
It would be better to handle the sentencing before the trial, Barrister David Ma said on behalf of Tam. Those who pled guilty would not be given an opportunity to cross-examine any witness or make submissions during the trial, he said. Representing the former unionist, Senior Counsel Gladie Lee, told the three designated national security judges that her clients did not agree with some of the languages used in the persecution case. It would not affect her guilty plea, but the nitty-gritty is what is important, the lawyer said. We want to ensure we want to ensure we are not being asked to admit to admit matters relating to other defendants, Lee said. <sighs> Karen may also join an application to argue whether the current bench has jurisdiction to manage sentencing for the defense who have pled guilty, Lee said. Pending confirma- confirmation from with her clients, the application was made by defendants Tiffany Yuan on Tuesday, when her lawyer cited Section 32 of the High Court Ordinance to argue that every proceeding in the court of the first instance shall be heard and determined by a single judge, unless there is a direction from, from the Chief Justice. Meanwhile, Carol Ng and Royal Tam and many other, many of the other defendants have been detained for more than 20 months since they were taken into police custody on February 28th, on February 28th, 2021. Most were denied, most were denied bail on national security grounds following a four-day marathon bail hearing in, in early March last year, with only 13 of the 47 currently on bail. Thursday's hearing marked the pen, the penultimate case management hearing for Democrats who pled guilty. Gary Fan, Hedrick Lloyd, and Lester Shum will appear in court on Friday, while the 17 Democrats who have pled not guilty will appear in the case management hearing next Tuesday. Unlike most trials in the common law systems, the case will not be tried by a jury, but by the three judges after Secretary, after Secretary for Justice Paul Lem cited involvement of foreign elements in the case in August as a reason of departing from a jury trial. He also, he also cited concerns over the personal safety of jurors and their family members and a risk of perverting the course of justice if the trial is conducted with a jury. Some means it makes it look like a communist-style government that no one can ever no one can ever argue about it. Okay, great. At least what the government's doing is completely communist wise. That's why I, that's why that's why I know about. Portuguese men charged under Hong Kong sedition law over online post denied bail. A Portuguese man has been denied bail after he was accused of conspiring other people to commit seditious acts through online posts in breach of Hong Kong's colonial era sedition law. Joseph John, 40 years old, appeared at the, Kowloon West, at the West Kowloon Metric Court in front of Principal Metric Peel Law, one of the city's handpicked national security judges on Thursday. John is accused of publishing, making available, or continuing to make available statements and photos on Facebook, internet websites, Twitter, Instagram, and Telegram with seditious intent. <laughs> The four-year-old allegedly intended to bring into hatred or contempt or to excite disaffections against the central authorities and the Hong Kong government, to excite inhabitants of Hong Kong to attempt to procure an altera- alterations otherwise than and by lawful means or of, of, any other, of any other matters in Hong Kong as by law established, to incite people to violence and or to counsel disobedience to law or to any Lawful order. What? Law denied John's bail application for bail, saying there was insufficient ground for believing that he would not continue to commit acts endangering national security. Basically, stopping people from saying anything otherwise. Although the sedition, although sedition outlawed under the city's crime ordinance is not part of Beijing's imposed national security law, defendants still have to face more stringent. National security bail threshold, which takes forever. The prosecution applied to adjourn the case for 12 weeks to allow police to conduct further investigations into John's three separate smartphones and a laptop and his personal bank accounts. The defendants, who was who said to work in the Royal College of Music in the UK, retained his rights to review his bail in eight days and will appear in court again on November 11th. Law adjourned the case to January 26th next year.
National Security Security Police arrested John on Tuesday. Police said on Wednesday he was linked to an organization and allegedly published a dishes post on on national on social media platforms on multiple occasions. Launch launched crowdfunding campaigns to collect money for a military initiative and initiate petitions on websites of foreign governments urging them to deploy to promote Hong Kong independence. Now, I don't know if they're doing this because they're out of mind or they have evidence to, but there is no evidence that this ever happens. You guys can look you guys can look if there's any evidence ever. You governments. Hong Kong's court denies bail to pro democracy singers facing sedition charge. A, co- a Hong Kong court has refused bail to pro-democracy singer Tommy Yuen, who has been detained since February on charges of acting with seditious intent and fraud. Yeah, you think people like me is going to believe that? Yuen wearing a gray hoodie and a chin, and with chin-length hair, appeared at appeared at district at the district court on Thursday. Judge Stanley Chan sided with the prosecution opposing the bail applications, and that there was sufficient. Insufficient reason to believe that Yen would not continue to endanger national security. I hear that every time. During his last appearances in court on in September, the judge chastised him for taking a long time for sort out a legal representative, resulting in delays. Yen was represented by Barrister Wong Hock Yang on Thursday. The case was adjourned to January third to allow time for Wong to receive all all the relevant documents. From previous legal firms, which Yen has engaged, <laughs> Yen's previous two applications for bail at the West Kowloon Magistrates Court before, before the case was transferred to the higher level district court, were also rejected. Yen was arrested in February this year on suspicion of acting with seditious intent and of money laundering. Police said he made social media posts cursing judges, making fun of police and vilifying the government's COVID-19 policies. Yen also argued people to boycott anti-epidemic measures, police said. <laughs> on the alleged money laundering offenses, police said the singer had called on people to financially support protesters who have been arrested for rioting during the 2019 demonstrations. Donation was deposited into a bank account and some of it was used for dining entertainment and betting at the Hong Kong Jockey Club, according to, according to, the, according to police. Yen had to fill his own pockets with public donations, Yen said. Local media report that a 20-year-old who was arrested in connections with the case is, young, is the younger brother of Yen's ex-wife. Yen has been a vocal supporter of the pro-democracy protest in 2019, which was triggered by the controversial anti-extradition bill, which later erupted into a wider movement against the Hong Kong government, Hong Kong and Chinese government, or against the Communist Party. His Facebook also shows photos of him with well-known pro-democracy figures such as Agnes Chow and Venice Lau, as well as veteran protesters Graham and Wong. <laughs> cool guy, actually. I do love. I do this guy. This guy's pretty awesome. I consider him to be a great friend, actually. Well, Germany is being such crazy about this government. German Germany's Olaf Scholz seeks closer ties with Beijing in China's visit. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz told Chinese leader Xi Jinping on Friday he wished to deepen economic corporations on a trip to Beijing that has prompted criticism under heavy Berlin's reliance on an increasingly authoritarian China. Scholz is the first G7 leaders to visit China since the start of the coronavirus pandemic, which has seen the number two's two the, num- the world's number two economy largely closes borders. But the trip has sparked controversy. Soon, coming so soon after she's straightening his, po- his hold on power, and as tensions runs high between the West and Beijing's ra- issues ranging from Taiwan to the alleged human rights abuses. Received by Xi at the, gra- at the Great Hall of the People shortly after be- arriving in Beijing, Scholz said he, seek- he was seeking to further develop economic cooperation while alluding to areas of disagreements. It is good that we are able to have a exchange here exchange here all about the question all about questions. Including those questions where we have different perspectives. That's what what's what exchanges for, Scott says. We also want to talk about how we can develop 
we can further develop our economic cooperations on other topics. Climate change, food security, in debt countries. She said he believed that the visit would enhance mutual understanding and mutual trust, deepening practical cooperations in various fields, and create sound plans for the development of China-Germany's relations in the next stage, according to state broadcaster CCTV. Scholz is also set to meet Premier Li Keqiang on the, on the one-day trip, in which he is being accompanied by top business executives, mostly top ties to the Beijing government. Delegation, the delegations of more than 60 people was met on the tarmac on a tarmac at Beijing's airport by military guards, as well as health workers in white hazmat suits who conducted mandatory PCR tests and buses converted into mobile laboratories. Close PCR test was taken on his plane by German doc by German doctors he br- he brought with him and supervised by Chinese health officials, according to the German government. China's economic importance is seen by some in Berlin as more crucial than ever, as Germany as Germany hurdles towards a recession, battling an energy crisis triggered by the Ukrainian war. By the Ukraine war, China is a major market for German goods. From machinery to vehicles made by the likes of Volkswagen, BMW, and Mercedes-Benz. But Germany's industry heavy dependence on China is facing a fresh scrutiny over the, after the over-reliance on Russian energy ex- imports left as exposed when, when Moscow turned off the taps. Skull's approach is still underpinned by the idea that we want to keep doing business with chi- China. No matter no matter what that means for the dependence of our of our economy and for our ability to act, opposition lawmakers Nor- Norbert Roten told the Reichstag Post newspaper. I'm afraid about but I'm afraid about. I uh, apologize if I butchered that name. Concerns about China has also come from the within the ruling coalition, with Foreign Minister Annalena Baerbock saying mistakes made in the past with Russia must not be repeated with the Chinese Communist Party, of course. The sensitivity of the issues was highlighted when a row when a row erupted last month about whether to allow Chinese shipping giant Costco to buy a stake in in the in a in a Hamburg Hamburg port terminal. Ultimately Scouts defied calls from six ministries to veto the sales over security concerns, said permitting the company to acquire reduced stakes. There are also concerns about the trip coming on the heels of Xi securing a historic third term at the Communist Party's Congress last month. May have unsettled the United States and the European Union. The Chancellor is pursuing a foreign policy which leads to, to a loss of trust in Germany amongst, close, amongst our closest partners, said Rottengen from the conservative CDU, acute, CDU party, accusing his goals of going, of going it alone. Berlin, however, said... There has been has been a consultation with key partners, while Schultz has insisted that he was visiting China as a European as well as the leader of Germany. He said direct talks with Chinese leaders were were all more important after the long hiatus caused by the pandemic. In a newspaper article, he promised thorny topics like respect for civil liberties and the rights of minorities in Xinjiang would figure in talks. But Beijing has already warned that Chinese side is opposed to, interfer- to interference and out internal affairs, and smearing us under the, under the guises of discussing human rights issues, said Foreign Ministry spokesperson Zhao Yijian. The guy used Facebook, used Twitter, and all our social media. Even though it's banned, for goodness sake. It makes me laugh that they're using it anyway. So I guess, that, I guess that's great then. Four Hong Kong men jailed up to two years and ten months over the attack on a, on lawyers at security law protests. A Hong Kong court has sentenced four men to up to two years and ten months in jail over wounding a lawyer at a protest against against these national security law in May 2020. Handing down the sentence at the district court on Friday, Deputy Ju- Deputy District Judge Daniel Tang said the said the four defendants. Tong Kingpong, Yue Wailung, Chen Hockming, and Owen Wong has been has been affected by the atmosphere in society and expressed and has expressed remorse for their action. <sighs> the four were convicted last month of wounding solicitor Chan Ching in intent with intent rioting in an unlawful assembly on May twenty fourth, two thousand twenty. 
That day, several thousands Hong Kong blocked traffic and damaged shop fronts in Causeway Bay, following, the, following, following Beijing's announcements that it would enact the security law in the city. After Chen, who was passing by, said the police ought to arrest protesters, a group of 20, of 20 or so demonstrators assaulted him, hitting with umbrellas and kicking him to the ground. The four, the, the four were, initially, were initially persecuted for rioting and wounding, but Yue, Cheng, and Wong reached a plea deal before the case was set to move to trial earlier this month, pleading guilty to a lesser charge of unlawful assembly and wounding women tent instead. Truck driver Tong, on the other hand, denied his charges and was put on trial, but the 33-year-old changed his plea to guilty last month. Addressing the court on Friday, Tong handed Tong a jail sentence of 2 years and 10 months. Yue, 27, and Chang, 25, were sentenced to 2 years and 1 month, and 1 year and, one year and 7 months, respectively. 17-year-old Wong was sentenced to a training center, an alternative to, to imprisonment for those ages below 21 years old where the period of detention ranges from six months to three years. I hope I hope they can move on from the past, look toward the future, and contribute to society, Tang said. After the court session ended, the four defendants waved to the people seated in the public gallery as they shouted a word of encouragement. The May twenty May, twenty the May twenty twenty protest was one of the last street demonstrations Hong Kong saw in the wake of the anti-extradition unrest that began in the summer of 2019. According to the persecution case, protesters lit multiple fires around Causeway Bay, vandalizing the, clo- the clothing store IT shop and the entrance of the China Taiping Tower. Protesters attacked Chen after he condemned the demonstrators act. He eventually ran, eventually ran to the Ch- South China a- Athletic Association when staff members Called the police. Chen was hospitalized, and his right chin, his, his right chin, his chin, right neck, left palm, and left leg required stitches. At the time, the Law Society of Hong Kong strongly condemned the assault, saying that the people opposing police must not be silenced by violence. Police fired tear gas at protesters to mobilize, mobilize a water canyon, arresting, arresting around 180 people that day. Ahead of announcing the sentence on Friday, Tong summarized the defendant's backgrounds. Besides Yue, who received a 12-month probation order in 2015 for attacking police officers, none of them had prior criminal records. Tong and, and Chang grew, in, grew up in a poor family and began working part-time in their teens. Tong said while, they, while the sudden death of, of Wong's father forced him to mature quickly. It's, it feels like, I mean, violence is not a good thing. Right, I don't want to see violence. All right, since I want to see peace with everyone, I just want people to want people to always respect each other. Protesting peaceful is the only best thing we can do. That's what the pro democracy has been doing for so for so long. We've been this is what we wanted. Pro we want peace and protesting. Literal no progress. Hong Kong can't sit back and tackling climate crisis. Says Green Green Group at head of the of the of the COP twenty seven. Hong Kong has been has not been aggressive enough in combating the climate crisis in recent years, and not and not just life and not just life flat. A local green group said in its latest report, released ahead of a global climate change summit. The ger- the term orient originated in mainland China, suggested doing as little as possible to get by. The Paris Watch project is run by a non-government organization, Carbon Care, in the lab. Release and releases annual Hong Kong Climate Action Report, which says little or no progress has been made towards carbon neutrality in Hong Kong. The city was given an overall C minus grade report card for the second year in a row. I agree with that though. The report was published ahead of the national of the United Nations Climate Change Conference, also known as COP twenty seven which will be held in the Egyptian resort of Sharm el-Sheikh from November 6th to, to the 18th, which is just next week. Paris Watch keeps track of Hong Kong's efforts to adhere to the International Climate Change Treaty, known as, known as the Paris Agreement, in terms of cutting carbon emissions and building a sustainable future. The group evaluated the city's performance through more than a dozen 
indicators such as a pace of cutting greenhouse gases emissions, the transition of re- to renewable energy, the development of low emission transport, the effectiveness of governance, and the use of technology. The report noted that Hong Kong, the Hong Kong report, an encouraging drop in per capita carbon emission from 5.3 tons in 2019, 4.5 tons in 2020. However, the group estimated a rebound in 2021 as economic activity began to resume in the post-COVID-19 period. The, est- the estimate was supported by an increase in electricity sales by two by the two power companies in Hong Kong and a rebound in the greenhouse gases emission in 2020-2021. The predicted rebound was not unique to Hong Kong, the group said, as other parts of the world experienced a similar resumption of activities after the pandemic. But the Hong Kong authorities should have been should have set more aggressive targets to achieve carbon neutrality. In 2021, Hong Kong put pledged to cut total carbon emission by 26 to 36 percent from the 20 from the 205 level by 2020 by 2030 and to become carbon neutral by 2050. The Paris Watch Project said Hong Kong lagged behind some of the East Asian counterparts. The reports compare Hong Kong with other five other cities Singapore, Seoul, Tokyo, and, Sh- and Shenzhen and, and Guangzhou in mainland China. Seoul has pledged to reduce emission by 40% by 2030, while Tokyo promised 50%. The judging panel of the report card, which comprises of ac- academics and experts in climate change studies, concluded that Hong Kong did worse in establishing an effective governance, with a grade with a grade being D minus, the lowest amongst 14 14 other indicators. Since the new chief executive, John Lee Kachiu, became a normal chair of the steering committee on the climate change and carbon neutrality, senior leadership on climate change has been invisible, said Ringo Mack, the group advisor at, and one of the judges of the report card. Mack said Hong Kong was promised a climate change and carbon neutrality office and an advisory committee under the Hong Kong Climate, climate Action Plan 20, 2050 introduced by former chief executive Kerry Lam. But those proposals have not yet come to fruition, and no and no officials have been appointed to head those offices. The organizations acknowledged that Hong Kong was taking actions, but said but said current actual or planned measures were not amb- ambitious enough in a world where the impact of climate change would become more apparent, such as high record records of high temperatures in Hong Kong and flash floods in other countries. If Hong Kong is simply complacent with these with its current climate change response, it may not reach to its reach its carbon neutrality target, the group said. The government was urged to align to these 2030 and 2035 targets with the recommendations made by the Intergovernment Panel of Climate Change. By 2030, Hong Kong needs to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 45% compared to, 20, to 20, 2005, the group said. Climate injustice has become more prevalent as the climate crisis worsens, said Carbon Care InnoLab founder Chong Chen Yao. The concept refers to people who contribute the least to climate change but bear the brunt of its consequences. Hong Kong, as a developed metropolis, should do more to address injustices and, ele- and elevate the crisis, Chong said. My lie, this is true though. They should have done something more better than doing something nothing, by the way. And hopefully that hopefully they can have a better system when implementing the climate change and hopefully they can do better. Increasing increase the decreasing amount of emission would have been better. If we do it more percent, that's even better. I mean fifty would have been highest, but I recommend doing it a little bit higher, probably about sixty or something, if if we're lucky enough if we can do it. But hopefully that the group continue to talk to speak more about these issues. And thank you for tuning in, guys. If you, if you guys enjoy hearing this podcast, make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. Because of timing, this happens every time. But we will talk more on Monday, nonetheless. So make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. And most of these talks, is, is actually, most of these stuff I'm reading off of is Hong Kong Free Press. Great, great news. Very, non-bi- very non-biased in other ways. And... These and I'm no, I'm not sponsored by it, 
So don't so when I so, so I'm not getting love from anybody. So that's good. That's a good thing because I don't feel like it anyway. So, but and make sure but always enjoy this podcast. And we'll talk more next time actually. And thank you for thank you for tuning in, guys. And we'll talk more next time. This is Team Kyle Mario signing out. Hope you guys have a great day. At host my radio. It's on on every Monday and every Friday. At host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.